I mean, have you seen the first episode of the new series, Brandon? Yes, I have. Yeah. I watched up until like probably episode five. Oh, okay. I, just, I haven't finished it yet because I've been busy. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd like to talk about the first episode at some point, too. But, uh, yeah, okay, then you know what? Let's do that. Let's talk about the first couple episodes. Yeah, for sure. Hey, guys. Welcome to Goosebumps Podcast Can Be Murder. Today I'm joined with two of my, three of my co-hosts. Uh, the clapping is Waffle Fan Forty Two. We have Evan as well as Brandon Syme. I'm your host Bumps the Night, and we're going to talk about the new series and all that entails with that. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to start us off here, I I know the new series has gotten a ton of hate, and I I only feel like a little bit of it is justified. Mm-hmm. I really I think it's really good overall. I mean, I know a lot of people don't feel that way, but I feel like it could have been so much worse than what we got, which I know isn't the best indicator of something being good. But No, you got a good point yeah. there. That's a fair point. That's a true Goosebumps fan, if you ask me. <laughs> right? Um, I feel like it started out strong, and I had a lot of hope for it, but it just it had a weak finish. It became mid very quickly for me. I definitely agree with that. Like, there was so much potential, and the whole arcing story where we use the same cast that's fine but you gotta actually want to do something with it besides knock off riverdale you know exactly yeah i would say yeah i mean the first half of the season is really strong but yeah yeah it really comes down to this once we stop exploring the episodes based on books that's where it kind of starts to falter unfortunately yeah definitely you kind of feel that movie 2015 creeping in and just kind of taking hold of it See, that's where my headspace was at when they first announced this remake. I thought, okay, they're going to do it like that. And But I feel like what we got was, it, you know, I feel like half of it, it is, half of it is really good in my opinion. But then, yeah, the other half is just, we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing tops go eight worms. That was like peak episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Brandon, what do you think? Did you, uh, what do you think about how this turned out from what you've seen? I liked it. I do think there are issues, um, but I do, from what I've seen of it so far, it's been pretty good. Uh, The only thing I just don't get is, I guess this is just a complaint for me, but the haunted masks still, I just did not understand the design choice, but besides that, it was fine. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's my biggest complaint, honestly. Well, my second biggest complaint is they, it's just a, such a missed opportunity to have the mask be something that was so iconic. Yeah. And then they redesign it as this. It's super bland, in my opinion. It's just not noteworthy or memorable. I found a replica at Goodwill for like two bucks, and it's just a basic-ass mask. <laughs> yeah. And I would have been happy if, like... Like, it wouldn't even be that bad to me if, like, say they had, like, a mask store or something and, you know, the actual original haunted mask was in the store and you could see it in the background. Then I can understand it. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. You know, they're, I guess, changing it up, I guess. But, yeah. Well, we knew we weren't going to get a perfect replica of what we got before. Because, again, the 90s, the best way to put it, the 90s show was, like, 80s hair metal. You're never going to have anything like it again. But... They really could have done something more with the mask. I feel like yeah. they missed an opportunity to do more with it. I mean, it, it felt like it could have been more important, the whole influence on her. Like, I thought maybe 
after she had them, Isabel had the mask, it would go to somebody else. Like maybe, you know, uh, Lucas yeah. saw her throw it in the lake and he's like, mm, mine. That's a good one, Waffle Fan 42. <laughs> I agree. Wasted effort. Yeah, and I mean, you can tell if this show gets a second season that they're definitely setting up for the Haunted Mask 2. Yeah, that was my prediction. I thought that if we were... Because think about it. If you are going to follow this arc where you do five books a season, I mean, you've got the Haunted Mask 2 and Say Cheese and I do ready to go. Like, they're just ready to go. Yeah, right. I feel like we should have either gotten more of the mask or... I feel like the way she overcame the mask was kind of half-assed as well. Like, her little brother's like, oh, this isn't you. And she's like, oh, fuck, you're right. Like, it wasn't even a symbol of love. Yeah, when you think about it, too, the haunted yeah. mask is more iconic than Slappy in a lot of ways. Because that VHS was one of probably the, the number one selling VHS at the time it was released. Yeah. You know, in the world. Not even. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah. It was my first Goosebumps. Yeah, I I went into this with really high expectations just for the haunted mask. Everything else I was gonna I was I was open to seeing how it was going to be reinterpreted, but the haunted mask I felt like carried huge expectations with it, and yeah, I feel like we got really let down with that. If we had just gotten another episode, or even like something to, along the lines of Slappy put it on to power up something, like it just it was one and done. It felt like a plot. It was just a plot device to introduce Isabel, really. And yeah. she became more of a troll than, I guess, I mean, if you look at the original art from Jacobus, I guess you could interpret troll, but I was going more like Green Demon, personally. Yeah. <laughs> but... I mean, when you, look at, when you look at the Haunted Mask 2, the mask itself in that one is, it's not really, I mean, it's more defined, you know? It's like, this, it's an old, it's to show the ravages of age, right? Yeah. And the, when you think about that, that in itself is a really niche idea to go with like you would you would think with the haunted mask 2 they would want to amplify the design from uh, the first haunted mask or something but they chose to go in a very specific direction and i feel like with most things that wouldn't really work i I don't even know what i'm saying at this point i know i get what you're saying essentially you're saying that the design was kind of flawed and out of all the things they did they picked a very poor path to take yeah, well, I guess what I'm saying is make a decision, you know, go stand by something because that old man mask isn't, uh, you know, it's, it's not really that spooky, but no. at least it, compare it to new mask, which is just, a, I mean, I get that it's intentionally supposed to be like a blank canvas, but it's just, yeah, it's just such it's a weak. opportunity. Again, and if that's what they want to go with, then why didn't we get someone else to wear it and get the mask to turn into something else? Like I would have loved to see Isaiah put it on and be all like, raged out because he can't play football anymore you know like like let his rage take him there and make him into an actual monster or something like that that would have been more neat you know yeah there was a lot of missed opportunity there but maybe they'll make up for it in season two and brandon i'm sorry this is a little spoilery but i'm just gonna mention this i'm not worried about well anything i really don't care i don't think we should have had a season two they had an opportunity to close this on season one and be done especially with they're setting up mr brett to be a writer I could have seen them do some corny thing where he's writing a story in the diner and someone says something to him. And it's like, oh, you should have known that Einstein. And he's like, huh, Stein. And then he writes the Goosebumps books under that name. That That's how this should have ended personally. Yeah. The whole show, I was waiting for when they were going to reveal his name as R.L. Stein. Right? It just, they set it up to feel like it. Yeah, definitely. At least I'm not the only one then. But so what did you guys think about Say Cheese and Die? Because, I mean, that was kind of like what started it all here, really. 
Yeah, I mean, I, Isaiah <laughs> is my least favorite character in the, in, in the entire show. Is he? Uh, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like he's not written that well, and the actor, I don't know his name, but I feel like he's just, he didn't, yeah. I, it was okay. It was fine, I guess, to me. Yeah. It was a little too football heavy for me. I'm not a sports guy. Yeah. Mm. Disappointing. But I did like how he smashed the camera and destroyed it and it came back. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Waffle said his only purpose is for the love triangle, which I, I do agree with for sure. Cause yeah. Isaiah just didn't do anything the entire season, and every scene he was in, he's just kind of the detractor. You know, he's or like the instigator starting some shit. So. Yeah. Was was it even really a love triangle though? I mean, I guess maybe I know, between right? him, Margot, and his girlfriend. But Isabella and him had like one scene, and it was more like, "Hey, don't die." Not, "Ooh, yeah. I kind of have feelings towards you." I, w- I was just gonna say one of the funniest scenes in the show uh, to me was like the episode where Isaiah realizes that he has no chance with Margaret, so he immediately pivots to going after Isabella, which I just thought was hilarious. But yeah, it's it's the one where they're all trapped. Uh, it's, it, yeah. It's oh, like, you know what? I was getting, that's where I started getting bored. Yeah, yeah. That's probably yeah. why. Brandon, what were you going to say? Um, basically all I was going to say is like with the whole love triangle thing, if you can even call it that, like my mom and I were watching the show and even we were both like, this isn't even like a love triangle. It's just like an angry old couple. Yeah. Honestly, here's like the an angry old couple that was just like just complaining with each other the entire time. And it's just like, OK, this is really stupid. So romance is not necessary in Goosebumps at all. But if you're going to put it in there, exactly. at least be smart enough to uncross the family lines, because technically at one point in time, Margaret is attempting to date her stepbrother to be. That's fucking gross. <laughs> Like, sweet home Alabama. There it is. Perfect. Perfect. I swear to God, like, I was getting some Dan Schneider vibes here, except instead of children's feet, it was like someone was trying to push that stepbrother sister porn here. Right. Well, you know, like you said at the beginning, I don't know why they tried so hard to copy Riverdale, basically, you know, with that, with that aspect of it. it like, definitely. The soft, the soft, sarcastic answer is. They're trying to write a show to cater to the children who grew up with the 2015 movie who are Gen Z's or even, like, farther than Gen Z. And they want to they wanna push that lifestyle onto them. They even take a dig at millennials in it. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. I was like, damn, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right? And honestly, well, I guess my thing is, too, is, like, I honestly hate how forced it felt like that it was, like, Riverdale. Because I literally sat there and I was just like... Why are you trying to get, like, the Riverdale slice? You know, like, if you're going to get, like, a slice of... Slice of life. Yeah, slice of life. Why Riverdale, of all the shows? Because it was why? successful. Yeah. And yeah, but it's easy to write. such a boring show. Not to plug myself here, but if you watch my last video where I had a rant in my car, this feels a lot like Halloween Resurrection. This was a show that was written... And they looked at it and go, mm, it's not going to do very good. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. And they like slap Goosebumps title on it. They're like, guess what? It's going to fucking sell now. We're going to make tons it. of money. Does a line of Coke and then go hangs out with Mickey. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Um, it just honestly, yeah, it just feels like they slap Goosebumps title onto a show. And they're like, that's going to sell. Right. Yeah. 
because that was my fear going into when they first announced this remake i thought this is going to be along the lines of uh like what was that movie the scary stories oh yeah yeah oh yeah scary stories I'm telling well in my opinion that was done better than this yeah i mean i they're about the same in my opinion yeah that's true i mean i guess if you really wanted to chalk it up that's a very good way to put it yeah. there's a lot that i really like about the show um which we can get into soon, but it's, yeah. Huh. Waffle has a good point here. Stein doesn't put divorce, death, or love in his books, so why did the show? Although, death is okay. I mean, I'm okay if you want to throw a little death in there. Like, not constant, but... Yeah. Even Shivers did that. Yeah. And Shivers was not afraid to hold anything back, though. No, I agree. I mean, honestly, I was hoping for a more... A more goosebumps esque version of those the haunting hour show we got like in yeah. the yeah. the mid twenty tens. Yeah. Like I was just hoping for like more true to the books, more up to date, maybe for this generation. I thought we were gonna try to scare a new generation of kids and instead I don't know what the fuck we got, but it wasn't goosebumps. Yeah. It was spoos gumps. <laughs> It does not – this show does not feel like it's meant for kids. It doesn't feel like it's meant for adults. It doesn't feel like it's meant for the 90s kids. It doesn't feel like it's meant for the, the 2015 kids. It just feels like it's just in this weird limbo to me that it's like it's trying to figure out who it's trying to cater to, and it just doesn't cater to really any specific demographic. Well, I mean, so here's the thing. Like – my wife enjoyed it, uh, and she's not, like, super into Stein. I mean, she reads, like, the Fear Street books around Halloween and stuff, but that's about it. My best friend, he enjoyed it, and his wife yeah. enjoyed it. I mean, they didn't love it, but, like, they went, they watched it, and they didn't, they watched it weekly. That's, that's what they're going for. They're going for a casual fan. This isn't, this isn't a love letter to the fans. Right. This isn't something to, like, get us all excited. This was just, let's throw a net out there and see how many people can reel in with those title goosebumps. Yeah, yes. Right. It's a refreshed IP. That's all it is. Personally, I'm not excited for season two. I'm going to watch it, but I'm not excited. Yeah, I really, you know, I keep talking about how much I like it. Like, Go Eat Worms in particular, obviously, is just, it's really, really good writing. Yeah, you know what? Let's talk about Cuckoo Clock, and then we'll get right into that. Um, yeah. Because yeah. out of all the book episodes, I was fairly disappointed with Cuckoo Clock. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess I was expecting time travel, but what I got was weird slime clones. Yeah. The kid literally, and I guess I get it, make the best of a bad situation, but manipulated that kid into you know thinking that he liked what they liked, which is not right. They didn't really ever wrong like fix that right either. It's just like, hey, yeah, your clone fucked up the relationship, but you know you still manipulated the kid. Yeah, it's definitely up there as one of the weaker episodes for me. I don't like how they fixed the problem. Like in every episode, it either kind of solved itself or got handled. Like. The camera was taken back by Possessed Brett. The haunted mask was also taken back by him. And this one, James just fucking undid a gear and, like, left to go get fucked that night. I don't like that. Technically, he never fixed the problem. He just fucking put it on hold. Because if someone goes and flicks a gear, wouldn't he go back to the time loop that night? Yeah. I mean, that whole episode was just so that uh, Nathan Brett can have minions, you know? Just... Yeah. People that can do his bidding, basically. So. Makes sense because Harold Biddle was, you know, kind of a shitty ghost. Right. Yeah. That pretty much was disappointing through and through. Like, even the whole fight in the mine was just meh. So I guess we can just move right on to Go Eat Worms because that was the real cream of the crop here, anyway. So 
Goat Worms focuses on Lucas, which I personally didn't like Lucas. I felt like the group was big enough. We didn't need a fifth. I didn't like Lucas until that episode. I didn't like him leading up to that episode, and like I really didn't like him after that. Because he just, like, out of the whole group, he was the most whiny bitch. Uh, you think I no? I think that's Margaret for sure. Like, she, no, every, she does cry a lot. You're in. right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> they're all fucking too emotional for me. Like as a 30 year old man, I just couldn't connect. I cared not for any of these characters. I like Nathan Brett, and that's because he's old like me. Yeah, same. You know, well, I mean, I no, I feel I feel like Lucas is for sure the most chill character. Oh yeah, he's just a stoner and, without the weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and especially I mean, not to get too far into spoilers and stuff but in the last episode lucas is the only person who behaves rationally in my opinion like all the other teens are ready to move on and party in their in her mom's rich apartment but lucas is the only one who's like sort of traumatized from everything they just went through which i feel like is the only real like i feel like lucas is the only character who reacts in a way that's believable to me so he's human compared to the rest exactly waffle agrees waffle fan agrees Although in the same breath, technically by being the most rational like that, he fucked himself because he was the first and only one to lose in that group. I guess, yeah. unless you count the very last twist and then really Isaiah lost, but it was so disappointing, like, they could have gone so many ways. But Go Eat Worms was great. Um, I liked how Lucas was just like, fuck it, we ball, and decided to ride his bike onto the car of the guy who was fucking his mom. Like, that is teenage angst all the way, dude. Yeah. Brandon, what'd you think of that? Did you enjoy when he fucked that guy's Nissan up? Absolutely. Actually, in all honesty, I think that's actually probably my favorite episode. Yeah? What about you, Waffle Fan? Did you enjoy that? We know you did. There you go. Yeah. I mean, and then, of course, like, the worm monster. Like, it was gross when he picked the whole worm thing up and then it chased him. I was like, I, I enjoyed that. That was that was nice. Like, that's the kind of shit we should have seen. That was my one complaint about that episode, is that they tacked on this giant CGI worm monster fight at the end, which I, I felt like was unnecessary and kind of undercut the emotional stuff that just happened. It's got to be so expensive, too. I would have liked to see that money put into other stuff, but yeah. Yeah, maybe a better plot. <laughs> exactly. Brandon, you were saying? The, uh, honestly, honestly, the whole worm puking scene, honestly, it was funny because uh, it actually... Kind of grossed me out the first time. I was like, oh, eh, all right. They're not going to hold anything back, I guess. No, that was gross. Um, and I, I definitely agree that, like, you know, we didn't need all that CGI and stuff. But realistically, I would have liked to see that worm monster in the actual book. Like, I wish that's something the book would have done. To me, that was more interesting where the worms infest his body and give him super strength. And then only after realizing that he doesn't need them, he separates from them, and then they try to fuck his life up. Like, that's how that book should have ended, because that was a terrible book. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. I was shook that one of the worst books out there became one of the best episodes. Brandon, did you see past episode five? Like, did you see past Reader Beware? Uh, not yet, no. I got you. Again, I'm not worried about it. I The only thing I've heard is that Night of the Living Dummy kind of was, um... Different, and so, that's about it. Night of Living Dummy was actually really good. Like, it was probably right behind Go Eat Worms being the best episode. The problem is... I heard it was I heard it was good. I just, I heard, like, didn't they change his voice to, like, British or something? And I was like, what? I'll let Evan yeah. handle this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so one of the things that I, and this is going to be controversial, I really like the new Slappy. 
um, until until the very last twist with him. Uh, but I feel like this slappy to me, it's like it's the same thing with uh, Cesar Romero, the Joker from the original Adam West Batman show. Like to me, his Joker is what slappy is in the original uh, Goosebumps. And then this slappy we get now is a really more menacing and even intimidating slappy. Uh, I think this is the first slappy where I've actually been like kind of like he's n- he's not as much annoying as he is scary, you know. Yeah. He's, I, like this is actually. I uh, like his yeah. design. Um, I don't mind his voice. Like, I I think I like almost everything about him. Like I said, minus that big twist. And the only other thing I don't like is, is he uh, he can't move? Yeah. He's, yeah, I've heard about that. I was just like, wait, what? He walks, he stalks, but not here. He's a cripple. Yeah. In the same breath, though, I mean, it, it definitely fits the theme. It makes it more, hey, I need a pawn, I need a slave. But I guess I was just bothered that he couldn't move at all. Like, I was expecting that. Like, at least Chucky can get up and run around. I get why they made that choice. And I, I like I said, I liked his design. I, he, Even though he was completely different, he still looked the like Slappy. I really like. Yeah. And his yeah, origin, I really, I really enjoy it. Like, there's a nice little reference in the origin, like, um, in the episode where we see Slappy being made, they mention that, oh, if you make them from coffins, it gives them a spirit. And it's like, oh, nice little reference to Nightmare, Slappy's Nightmare, cute. That's really nice, yeah. I don't know, it, uh, overall, though, the series was not terrible. I've said that from the start. I think fans definitely just got really, really butthurt because it was an anthology, and personally, I would have liked the anthology, but... Not that this is a bad choice. I think they just need to stick with it. Like, a great example, and I know this has nothing to do with it, but the live adaptation of One Piece, that was fantastic. And they changed some stuff, but it still worked great. And here, I just feel like they kind of got... I feel like they got lazy. They're like, hey, guys, we, we got about halfway done. Fuck it. Just do whatever. Well, you know, like we were saying earlier, they just... They tried to reach way too many different demographics and like you said they just cast this wide net hoping to pick up anyone they could and they ended up disappointing everyone basically yeah uh, yeah but they marketed so well like they did great marketing this time they had people out and about they were sending out swag boxes which screw me for not having an x account because if i had a twitter i would have got a box for show they didn't yeah. they didn't know they where they wanted to go were milking it on tiktok oh it isn't what like actual Die hard well, not everybody's like Bjorn who chops up an entire Goosebumps book and snorts a line of it before they get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that was perfect. Good job, Waffle. All right, well, do we have any closing thoughts on the first five episodes? We'll start with Evan. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to... I'm sh- For right now, I'm struggling to think of more... Because I keep talking about how much I really like the show, but I'm struggling to think of more positive stuff I liked. Oh, I can tell you one. I really liked the setting. I mean, Seattle was amazing. Yeah, because, you know, the show feels to me like it was, maybe it started off this way as being developed as a, as a passion project by someone who really did want to do this right. And maybe it just got filtered, filtered out too much. Uh, but I don't know, because I feel like there there is bones there of something. Oh, of yeah. Like Goosebumps fans, Goosebumps fans can really appreciate this. But obviously, yeah, it just failed to live up to its potential. There were good intentions. Um, yeah, I'd say it just it fell a little short of the Fear Street movies. Like the Fear Street movies weren't bad; they weren't amazing, really? but they weren't bad. I only saw the first one. I haven't. I still haven't seen the other two. Oh my gosh! Really? All three were great. Yeah, yeah. I actually really liked the Fear Street movies because I thought they were 
pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch those because I watched the first one and then I remember thinking it was so so. But actually, they're making a fourth one. Not to get too off topic here, but yeah, like you know, it was a it was a nice set. There definitely was originally like somebody had to care enough at some point to start. There wasn't just a line of coke and money, but. Uh, I think it's Rob right. Letterman's fault. Every time that bastard touches goosebumps, he fucks it for money. I mean, look at the movies. What we need oh, to do really? is just get a petition to get Rob Letterman off of goosebumps completely. Like we need a restraining order from him and goosebumps. I'm I'm not aware of this. Is who is this? So he's like this major producer who gets involved and does scripting and stuff. He he pretty much he was the reason the first movie went the way it did and the second movie. And of course, they slapped him on here. A better person to talk to about it is Goosebumps Completionist. He can tell you all about how this guy likes to titty-fuck Goosebumps for fun. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. So hopefully if we go with another season, he's away from it. Because it's got a chance to redeem itself. Yeah, I do want a second season from this because I just want more Goosebumps media in general. Um, That's not the movies that we got. uh, But, yeah. That's fair. Brandon, you've only seen the first five. What are your thoughts on the five? And... Brandon, while you're saying this, Waffle Fan, can you type up a response and we'll read it? Uh, I thought it was pretty good so far. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of now with like hearing about how everything turned out. I'm excited about Night of the Living Dummy, but the rest of the show, I'm just like, yeah, I'll watch it just to finish it, but I don't know. I yeah, race through care. it. And then in two weeks, we can do a follow-up on episodes 6 through 10. Alright, it looks like Waffle Fan agrees with us. Perfect. Um, like you guys said, there definitely was something here and it just I think it got lost in the mix and I think yeah. that maybe maybe season two after listening to fans and I'm not saying they're gonna alter everything, but my my, my dude, if we can bully an entire movie studio into changing how Sonic looked, then we can sure as fuck bully Disney into making Goosebumps better. So I hold hope, right. but I'm not excited at the moment. I'm, I'm kind of jaded, but as a true fan, I'm going to support it, even if it's not what it used to be. What Waffle asked was, do you think Lucas's dad will be reincarnated in season two? Um, I mean, they did go out of their way to cast him, so it's possible. Um, was there a Goosebumps book specifically that brought dead people back to life? I mean, I can't really think of one, but it's possible. Yeah. You know, like... Maybe. I feel like the second will just be a whole new cast, and maybe they'll have the original cast show up in the last episode, maybe. You think so? Yeah, because I, I feel like they're going to take like the American Horror Story approach and just go each season as its own anthology. You know? I would be great with that. Yeah. I personally yeah. think it's going to pick right back up in Port Lawrence. It's going to be their senior year. Well, that's true, because I did forget about the cliffhanger. Yeah. I still feel like, yeah, I feel like they'll just set it up as some grand, you know, that the original cast will meet up with the kids from this, from a new cast at the end of the second season and they'll all unite. A little bit of a, are you afraid of the dark vibe? I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone got anything left to say before we close out here? No, I, I really enjoyed this because I did have a lot of thoughts about the new goosebumps show that I just need to vomit and get out of my system. So I like that. Yeah. Well, we can definitely do this again. I'd like to get, uh, personally, and I know that's probably a tough call here, I'd like to get one out every two weeks or so, because I'm pretty fast at editing. I, mean, I live I live on editing. That's kind of what I do. That's my distraction from how shitty life is. Thank you, Waffle. Thank you. All right, guys, so this has been Goosebumps Podcast, Can Be Murder. I'm your host, Bumps of the Night. Once again, I'm joined by Brandon Syme, Evan, 
and WaffleFan42. We hope you enjoyed this uh, rant and mixture of things, and we'll see you in the next one.